been a long day. I need a nice, hot, detox shower. Come on. Hi, I'm Jo and this is Bare Minimum, the podcast where I chat with my friends. I'm here today with Jack Remington, who is a female pop vocalist and... <laughs> <laughs> oh god that really caught me that Ooh. um and also a maths tutor uh welcome to the pod jack how are you darling tea um i'm great thanks i've actually just finished tutoring some a-level biology so i'm ready to chillax nice one oh proud of you booking those gigs <laughs> you you did it on what like video chat uh yeah it was on um FaceTime, and then we use a little file called BitPaper, which I'd not heard of before lockdown, but it turns out there's lots of gorgeous resources for the aspiring young minds of today, the future. As you can tell with this ridiculously easy <laughs> podcasting software, I, I literally cannot, <laughs> cannot work for the life of me. We Jack and I just spent about 45 minutes trying to get interview. Um, oh, I'm so, so Jack is actually coming, reporting live from the other realm today because he was he was reported dead <laughs> earlier by a woman called Cheryl. Did you ever get? Did we get to the bottom of that? Did you? No, no. I literally have no idea what happened. Basically, um, Bex, my housemate, messaged me today and was like, "Oh my god, look what this girl sent me!" And it's a mutual of Bex's. Must have seen it on on some post on Facebook. I don't know why because it's from three weeks ago, and obviously. Joel and I have been irrelevant for years, so I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But it said like, "Oh, I love these guys so much." As in a photo of us when we were on the X Factor. Um, and then two weeks ago, so literally a week post the fact, she re-commented and was like, "Oh my goodness, so heartbroken to hear that <laughs> the lead singer." Um, and she'd already gassed me up about having a nice smile before, which is very kind of a thank you, Cheryl. Um, then said. I've I've heard that he died in an awful accident. So obviously I'm just blessed, truly just lucky to be alive at this point because clearly someone's got it out for me. So I think that's why I'm so giddy. Truly, but I don't, there was no, there's no immediate connection you can find. Like, oh yeah, there was this guy who I, we, it was in the auditions and he obviously got confused with me. There's nothing like that. I think, I mean, not as far as I'm aware of, like who, who on earth could I be confused with? God, I don't know. You're, perhaps, you're very, very. You know new. what I mean? Like perhaps like Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, Zac Efron. But other than that, like everyone knows those three are alive. Do you know what I mean, Herm? <laughs> um, yeah, no, you do have a gorgeous smile. So Cheryl was uh, was right in right. saying that. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Um, but Bex has mm. Bex's Facebook feed is a is a treasure trove of right. uh, like, um, iconic clips and cutouts. That is where, am I right in saying that is where um, we Miranda. found out? Yeah. 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 So it was, uh, it was actually, no, again, it was a friend of Bex's who was like, oh my God, she'd appreciate this. Really, Bex is the goldmine to all my happiness. It's yeah. Sort of, it seems. Um, yeah. So it got sent, showed to her original Facebook and then the rest is histoire. The rest is history. If you haven't heard of Happy Birthday Miranda, um, just Google it. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up, hun. Um, hot topics. Let's talk, let's talk about Lana. Um, oh goodness. So yeah, yeah. W- where do you stand on this? I uh, I don't think there was any malice meant at 
well, I think it was very misplaced and I think it was a bit misjudged. And I think she just clearly in that moment of anger very much made no made no apologies that she was viewing the world through her very privileged white lady lens and mm-hmm. most recently was with you know dating a copper like we need to say no more really I don't think there was any deliberate active animosity but I think she's obviously has a racial blind spot particularly when she's mentioning all these other black women and also saying about like sexuality blah 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 and actually none of Cardi B's three number one singles three very hard to get not everybody has that to their um, credit, to their credit uh, are not about sex it's like Bodak Yellow I like it and Girls Like You so like I guess it's just it because it was very sweeping generalization-y and also because those women you know Beyonce and her and others have had so much flack for in inverted commas using their bodies to sell their music and their personality and their celebrity and whatever I just think it was, yeah, it was misdirected. I totally understand what she was saying. I think she could have done without the mudslinging first couple of sentences because she does have a point about the flack that she's got as a singer over the years, singing about, you know, kind of her relationships, perhaps of being in a more submissive role, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I just think it was a bit, also beyond anything else, it was just a bit daft. Like she knows how the media works. So she was either hoping for a reaction, which she's got, or I presume is the the other option is she just was a bit annoyed, feels like, I get it, like she's not won a Grammy and I would argue that she deserves one, but also like it's not she's acting as if she's really slept on. Like she's sold over 20 million records worldwide. So it's not, do you know what I mean? Like she's not on Jack and Joel level, is she, if slept on? So, yeah, like, she's, she's certainly not, Jack. Um... <laughs> so slept on that they're actually dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just assumed like missing and, and assumed dead. You know, like the soldiers. <laughs> yeah, their career has gone down the pan so much that we just it would it makes it sweeter for at least one of them to be dead. So, yeah, a little tragic tinge. You know, maybe a, a few too many uh, suitcases in that private jet. Um, shout out to Monopoly Phonic who did the most distasteful tweet about Aliyah. Aliyah, Aliyah. Not seen it. Uh, she, yeah you did because you replied to it it was something like um, oh, some people have so much excess baggage okay Aaliyah oh yeah <laughs> and I was like it took me a, it took me a beat for the penny to drop and I was like no not this <laughs> absolutely not, not this. the not fact this. that it's still up and talking of still up the fact that this Lana Del Rey mess is still up seven hours later and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb I'm going to go out on a limb and say there was cocaine involved. It was um, seven hours. Has to be. Seven hours ago. Um, I don't know where she is, East Coast, West Coast, but either it was pretty early or pretty late. Um, so I, I, have a feel, I have a feeling she'd done an all-nighter. Yeah. And she, she'd, she'd got Google alerts going. I was just looking at her reviews. And I don't know, the, just the grammatical errors. I mean, no shade, you know, dyslexia, whatever. But I don't know. And it's just so poorly laid out and I don't know because this is not notes app so I don't know what she did this on did she do it on a I don't even think it's Microsoft Word I think it's, it's hard, isn't it? I think it's pages that comes with MacBooks oh <laughs> no she sort of faxed it in and, and yeah, scanned it in and then suddenly halfway through there's just a cloud emoji with a lightning bolt coming out of it and it's just oh. it's yeah it's what not a very life Lana so how's your quarantine going who are you quarantining with so I'm with my fam, so my mum, my dad and my brother, 
um, it's getting better and better, to be honest. Um, only in the sense that when I originally was locked down, I was living in London. I have been for the last three years. Um, sorry, just before lockdown. And on the Thursday... Oh, you, lockdown, you saved your ass just then. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that actually is true, though. I didn't. I haven't moved through lockdown. It was the Thursday before the Monday of lockdown. And I like there were announcements that schools were closing and stuff. And obviously, as a tutor and a singer, all the gigs had already been cancelled that week for all the ones for summer, as in ahead of time, because obviously they, all the businesses were like, hmm, not sure we're going to be having events anymore. Um, and then that Thursday all the, the families that I tutored because they were year 11s and then they announced that they were cancelling all exams this summer were like well it's been great but we don't need you anymore it was very much just like ha huh, okay well sure uh not got a single bit of income as of now being self-employed um so I got out of my rent contract as fast as possible and oh, came back brilliant. home that's great that weekend yeah I'm very lucky it was a weekly rolling contract so it meant it was easy termination on both sides so I just didn't even have to do a month's notice actually I just said you know could you let me know what the procedure is like I would like to leave as soon as possible and they just said when you can get your stuff and go that'll be fine so um, right, you did what you had to do and you're yeah up north right near Manchester suburbs mm, it's not too well it's it's as north-ish as Manchester it's um I'm actually in Lincolnshire which is which is very east Midlands but um, stop my mum lives in Lincoln oh it's gorgeous, Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, gorge. Yeah, so my family are all from Donny, Doncaster, which is in South Yorkshire. So that's about 25, 30 minutes away. So usually spend a lot of time over there. So yeah, um, it's it's lovely. I, it's where I grew up. I've been here since I was 10. Um, so it's nice being back in my childhood room and sorting stuff out, to be honest, because as soon as I finished uni um, in 2016, yeah, um, I then moved straight down to London. So I've never we've never had this long of a family time before, you know, we just have Christmas and stuff together, but we're never really back at the same time. My brother lives in London as well, but we don't live together. Um, and, you know, all my stuff in one place because it was half my things were at uni, then they went straight down to London. So just like sorting myself out, I feel probably as grounded as you can be given the circumstances at the moment. So I feel very fortunate and I, I get on with my family really well. So Good. I was going to ask you nice. to get on with them because, I mean, I, I can in small doses. My mum was sort of encouraging me to go and quarantine with uh, my family, who they're all actually staying. My parents are separated, but they're quarantining together. It's the whole thing. My mum's staying okay. in this Audrina Patridge Lodge. Iconic. And uh, my dad's got his new girlfriend there and it's a whole thing. I was there's no way I am touching that with a 10 foot pole. I'm not going. No, oh my lord. Yeah, luckily ours is a little more blissful than that. My parents are still together and um, do actually, you know, love each other and we don't need a lodge. So (laughs) that's nice. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, So yeah, it is really lovely. That's good. And I read that you, your sort of coping mechanisms is that you're doing workouts Monday to Friday. Not that I'm your stalker, but you know, all all I do is. I read on the blogs and I don't want to surprise you here, but apparently you're dead. Just call me a uh, fucking psychic. What's his name from? I must be a medium right now. I don't Ellie, know. Is it? Psychic. Call, call me psychic. Call me psychic. Call me by your name, Sally. Call me by your name, Sally. That peach is still haven't seen that. <laughs> Geldof. R.I.P. Oh, it's iconic. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Oh, God. So much baggage. Um, um, I feel like he has sex with a peach or something, or he comes on a peach. He has a little bit of time with a peach. Yeah, it's quite. 
it's quite nice. You're doing your workouts Monday to Friday. I just wanted to talk about what workouts you're doing. Yeah. So, well, I've, I've wavered slightly this week, but um, yeah. What in general? There's um, there's a series of studios. I'm very much not an ambassador, which I was, um, but there's a series of fitness studios all around the world. There are a few in London called Barry's, Barry's Boot Camp, and they've been doing. They were doing free ones uh, in the morning for half an hour every day that kind of varied body parts, and you didn't need any equipment. So I found those really helpful because I would do those every morning at eight twenty um, until eight fifty, and then I just I don't know. I just feel like it really helps set me up physically but also very much mentally like I have a much better feeling of body image and stuff when I've done some fitness and then it also allows me to uh feel okay not doing anything at a weekend and being a bit more of a slob because weirdly I guess for most people you know they've always lived for the weekend because most jobs are Monday Friday Monday to Friday and you get to go out on some Saturday and Sunday and obviously you can't go out out at the moment because of lockdown but for the first time for me I am living for the weekend because usually I've got like gigs with Joel or I, I have no kind of time frame of when I'm going to switch off whereas because I'm just doing tutoring and I'm not doing any music at the moment I very much am like right I'm only doing planning and I'm only doing actual teaching of lessons through the week so that when it hits five o'clock on a Friday night I'm completely done and it's really nice having that you're of, getting a, a little taste of how the other side live yeah it's, it's really weird because I've never ever had that before and so I always kind of have this overriding slight feeling of guilt it I would say most similar to like when you're obviously I didn't feel guilty when I was at uni but there's you can always be doing more work at uni right like yes you have your submissions to do but you can always be reading more and stuff and I guess when I don't have those time boundaries in it's like oh well I should be doing this and I guess I should be doing this bit of music and blah 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 which is hard sometimes I think because I am my own boss like I am the female boss um shows for on I just think that I it's very easy to be very hard on yourself when you're self-employed definitely so I think by setting those boundaries and being like right okay I'm achieving what I wanted to achieve I mean lord knows there's a lot of stuff I wish I could achieve more in the week but I'm trying to be as realistic as possible and um yeah it's really it's really nice and I'm spending weekends with the fam and um I watch a different film on Disney plus with friends on a Sunday morning and yeah with Matt and Emma and it's it's yeah. really cute and I'm watching a lot of films that I thought I'd seen before and hadn't or like know all the songs from but I've actually never seen the films or haven't seen the films for years like Hunchback Notch Down blah 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 so it's lovely and obviously we've been very lucky with the weather in the last few weeks in the UK oh, so gorge. yeah so I've been having little barbecues and stuff at home and it's I'm I'm really appreciating the the family time um so I can't complain I'm very very lucky with it all can't complain talking of Barry's got my first Barry's experience on Sunday my friend Naomi is a Barry's um instructor oh yeah she's doing a class because she's she's stagey she's um she used to be an actor and I think one of her um her actor friends is in and Juliet oh my god love yeah yeah, seen that He's coming on and they're doing an Anne Juliet. It's called Barry's Anne Juliet. Oh, I saw that advertised. Yeah, okay. I actually haven't seen Anne Juliet, but I've heard it's incredible. And, you know, obviously Max Martin, say no more. So uh, you mentioned uni a couple of times. I want to talk about that. You went to Oxford. That's incredible. What did you study? Geography. Geography. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why did did you do that? (laughs) Because I loved it. Does it feel it. exactly what you want to do? It just it gives me that buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, well, it does give me that buzz. Um, but I 
loved it at school and I always toyed there was uh, so many different things I like because I I liked science and humanities so A levels I did um chemistry biology geography history so two of each so I always kind of kept my options quite open and liked the idea at times of medicine and I'd always liked the idea of dentistry and law and all sorts so I looked at all these different things and I just always really enjoyed geography the human side very much I don't like like rocks and mountains and rivers and stuff but the human side is very kind of demographies and world cities and populations it feels very relevant the stuff that I enjoy in geography so um yeah it made sense and I had the absolute best time at uni and loved my course if but I would be very happy going into a job that used or kind of you know my geography skills lent themselves well towards um ideally I would always be in entertainment but I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if I wasn't can't relate with using your degree in a job <laughs> what did you, you do theatre right um so sure. right yeah, but, no because yours is you're more linked in career to theatre what because I do because I do announcements over the PA yeah yeah so. just like <laughs> your exits are here here and here like that's very you know theatrical you loved it at, um, at Oxford, did you? And do you have any, yeah, um, do you have any stories? Were you in any secret society? I absolutely was not. Um, you have to be a posh now to be invited into the secret society. So obviously that was never going to happen. Oh my God, talk to me about classism at Oxford. Um, I actually didn't encounter too much. I think I was just very, surprise, surprise, quite confident quite early. Well, not right at the very start. I wasn't out when I got, well, like I was out at school, but you know, not going to a private school and then going to Oxford you hear all these worries so like the last thing I wanted was to be bullied for being gay brand um, new people yeah yeah exactly like any old uni you you know have heightened anxieties if you aren't straight I guess but also particularly Oxford I was like oh god here we go um so at the very start I was a bit more reserved but then quite quickly just found my groove and um I was I was okay actually I I never really had any issues but there were stories of friends of mine like a friend of mine from Bolton and she has a gorgeous like Bolton accent um and we were playing there was like a big group of people from my college so like we are all friends but it wasn't like a close friendship group you know it was like lots of people from different parts of different subjects and whatever it was quite early on before real friendships had been formed and um we were playing rounders and she said something and you know shouted like catch the ball or whatever and some lad who went to um a fancy private school in London when um oh god isn't it mad how the English accent has evolved from this to that and we were all just like are you actually all right like you know it's not necessarily just an Oxford thing but obviously there is a higher concentration of toffee types um speechless that's absolutely vile it's horrid isn't it but yeah I um I definitely I think a lot of it is more the misconceptions beforehand so that I know pretty much I was lucky enough that my house in third yeah third year was me my mate from Bolton mate from Liverpool uh, mate from Leeds and then another one from Cambridge so it was mostly very northern and all of us had stories about how scared the idea of going was particularly those of us from the north that to the point where like one of them had opted to go to Manchester literally never put Oxford as her first choice even if she got in because she was just so scared of what it would be and that because you don't know anyone from there so I think a lot of the time it's not you know when there's the, this whole idea of you know it's particularly bad for um the north-south divide or like private schools and not private schools or obviously I can't speak to the racial divide which is 
horrendous. But I think the North-South thing a lot of the time is just if you don't come from a school where there's been people from Oxbridge before, then there's all these misconceptions and fears and you kind of teachers aren't actively saying, do not go, like you'll fail, but they're not actively encouraging it because they don't have any experience of it themselves. Whereas then like over half of the year of boys from Eton at the year that I went to uni, they went to Oxford. So as in mm. over half of that year of intake of year 13 boys went to Oxford alone. So of course, that's just like the Eton to Oxford pipeline because they all know that pretty, they're more guaranteed to go to Oxford than they are any other uni. And like mm. they know so many people, like the, I can imagine the interview, like prep process. About like, knowing you know people I mean? and, yeah, uh, and just like who's shagging who and who's yeah, paying. Yeah, and the techniques. And what wing of the library. Who's literally though. I'm, you know, I'm, it's not a groundbreaking statement to say that the people who come from like, um, quote unquote, normal comprehensive schools are probably much more intelligent and talented than the people who come from Eton and who are in the know and probably only Preach. got in there on the merit of, yeah, anyway. Which is what upsets me, I think, sometimes when you just have people who are so, I mean, obviously politics, we don't even need to go into, but like, I think there are a lot of people who have this presumption that a posh accent means someone's clever being around people at Oxford and just being like I know the kind of people that are the Borises and even the David Camerons who are just you know people just think are this intelligent bloke and well thank god at least they're they're leading the country not Jeremy Corbyn blah 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 and we don't need to go into you know Bojo versus Corbyn stuff but it just there is absolutely no correlation and some of the most socially inept and stupid people I've met in my life have been at Oxford so there you go eat the rich I'll just say eat that the rich. when did you realize you could sing I definitely wasn't a, always a singer my parents thought I was tone deaf when I was younger which they thought was really like a shame not because they had plans for me to be a singer lord knows they're not but you know just like oh it's a shame Jack can't hold a tune um that's so interesting I know and then when I was at secondary um in year seven they did Bugsy Malone at school and I was in that and apparently I did quite well. And then I moved schools cause I was a nightmare. And then I was like the only, we did high school musical as in the musical whilst I was at school when I was in year eight, but I was the only lead that wasn't in sixth form and it was a bit of a thing. And then suddenly I just kind of just went from there. And then I was, <laughs> so it was a mixed, a mixed gender school, but I was the only boy in the choir cause no other boys wanted to do it. So um, rather than like, write yeah. me, yeah exactly so rather than write me another like tenor or baritone part to blend in with the choir and have like different people taking solos the choir master liked my voice and just gave me every single solo so it was just like Jack Remington and backing singers like where my background singers are but they were always there um <laughs> so it was iconic so next card have your next card I got next card where my background singers I'm so, just imagining uh, you and a bunch of Rachel Berries who absolutely despised you for waltzing in. Yeah, I mean there were there were some Rachel Berries, but to be honest, I think a lot of them actually weren't weren't how do I say this? weren't perhaps destined for the spotlight. Got so, it. Really, it was they were quite lucky that I was. So I think it it was I never felt like people were particularly begrudging of me or of the fact. Um, but yeah, it was fab. So I think probably from there, I just I never thought it'd be a career. And then when I got to uni. I saw some auditions for um, Out of the Blue, which is an acapella group that I eventually joined, auditioned for and joined. Um, 
because they'd been on Britain's Got Talent a few years before, I think it was 2011. And I recognised the, because they wear like blue suits and they look very posh and Oxfordy, and then they end up singing like Gargoyle songs and cheesy pop stuff, which is right up my street, um, right up May Street. Mm-hmm. So I auditioned for them and never looked back and then was in that and then kind of just became quite organic. I started singing with Joel, who was also in the group. And then, I was um, going to ask you how you met Joel. So you yeah. both went to the same uni and then ultimately met in this a cappella group. Exactly. And then also Oxford split up into colleges. So you live within your college. And Joel and I happened to live and be live in and be at the same college, even though you didn't need to be because the a cappella group was made up of people from all different colleges. So our college, it's almost like classes, really, if you think of it like that, um, was uh they had like a it was called keyball and it was like keyball's got talent you know just like a little um talent show thing every month or two or something it was very small um and so joel and i were coming back from rehearsal once from out of the blue of the acapella group we were both going to enter joel was going to beatbox i was going to sing and we were kind of just like oh well makes sense maybe but let's just do a song together because we can't both win as in you didn't win anything but you know just like for fun anyway um so joel beatboxed i sang we sang um mama knows best by jesse J, the icon the legend the moment and um we didn't win we lost yeah, to some... something going on yeah yes <laughs> it's like the look in your yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be played by your behavior yeah that one exactly and daddy always did it yeah it's actually I was a full Jessie J head. Um, like I, <laughs> I had the album. Um, Look at me. No, what's it called? Um, what was the album called? Uh, who you are? Oh, I had who you yeah, are. I had, I had who you are, and I was like properly in it. And it's the colors and of the I'm... rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was like absolutely. I was obsessed with her. I saw her at Doncaster Dome when she did her very first tour. I think I've seen her like. Come on, Doncaster Dome. Yeah, truly Doncaster Dome. Love that. I'm going crazy. Yeah, I'm out of my mind. Going crazy. Yeah. That's a crappy song, you know, big white crazy, crazy. <laughs> and then she had that one song that was about being bi. Oh no, Elove E Love. Was that about a woman? Elove E. Yeah, yeah. I, I love to love her and I love to laugh at her at the same time. But not love to hate. And I think that's the difference. I, we like to have a laugh, but I could. I could never, I mean, I, I don't really hate anyone, but I really, I have quite a special place in my heart for Jessie J because I think she's the kind of energy that I would put out if I were a pop star. Yeah. Let's talk about X Factor. I want to know if you've got any juicy exclusives, specifically mm. about Nicole Scherzinger. Um, she was really lovely. Was she actually? Mm, yeah, I'd heard bad things, um, but not X Factor related. I've heard that she is... Uh, what was it that was said? I can't even remember. Rumours fly around so much in the industry. I I like Nicole Scherzinger. Um, I don't know that she's always necessarily that with it. Um, and, you you know, take that as you will. But um, her, I think it's quite a nice representation or um, a reflection of a judge if their category likes them. And she had the overs in our year and they all adored her. 
Okay, so confirmed, guys, that Nicole Scherzinger is addicted to prescription medication. (laughs) She's a drug pusher, Katie. Not a blind date at all. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Um, No, not that. I just think she likes booze. I remember one of them telling me that she... um, she used to like drink wine from the bottle, which is, I just think, iconic for someone of her stature. Um, when they'd finish the show every Sunday, when it was. Oh, Sunday when you finish the show? Come on. No, I mean, I'm sure there was stuff before because it's Nicole, but um, they always used to go into a dressing room after and just have fun. And I think she was lovely. Um, and come, I heard Rosie O'Donnell was talking about someone who was on her show, and she said, um, "I said hi to him in the green room, and then he came out twenty minutes later with a burn on his face, and I just knew he was smoking crack." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that was um, wasn't that about Greta Thunberg? <laughs> Sharon, imagine um, you have stolen my future. And you have stolen my crack stash. I bet, I bet it's like the most ethically responsibly sourced crack. And she sort of like, <laughs> she blew she probably brewed it herself. Yeah, but she sailed on a boat to go and meet her drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> with, with her mum before she sang for Sweden. Listen, the, she's a teenager. Concert. She's got to live. She's got to yeah. party. We've yeah, all had rails a bit. Yeah, she is amazing. She is amazing. Oh, listen, I'm very pro Greta, and um, I think anyone who isn't is just a cunt. I agree, a rotten toad. Happy birthday, Miranda. Oh, I don't even want to do it. No, don't. Let's not. No, I'm not going to do it. Tell me about the best gig you've ever had and the worst gig you've ever had. Oh, that's easy. Okay, so do you know what's funny? I think, oh, no, no, no. So almost the best and worst are two different ones, but we're at the same place. So Bath Uni, um, we performed at a few times at like balls and stuff. And last year we supported Scouting for Girls and it was amazing. The vibe was absolutely brilliant. Scouting for Girls were fab. Obviously they were on after us, but the reception we got was so great. We had it all professionally filmed. It's in our show reel and stuff. And it just, oh, it was lovely. Oh, excuse me. Oh, hell, you've really tied me out. Um, and that's all we've got time for, guys. <laughs> no, um, I'll tell you why. It's because I had a whole pot, a whole litre of Percy Pig ice cream today. And I think I've really had, I'm on a sugar low now. Um, but it was iconic. I would recommend and it's vegetarian. Um, anyway, so that was amazing. But then a year or two before that, we did the same gig. And we had stuff thrown at us. Um, we've supported Pixie Lot a few times at uni gigs. Okay. And, um and she actually at Bath before, and somewhere else, I'm trying to think, I think, oh, Loughborough, yeah, we supported her at Loughborough Uni as well, and she had a can thrown at her once, and just went off stage and didn't come back on, which is totally fair enough, but like, and this is fresher's balls, this is 18-year-olds. Yeah, deserve for them, for her, that her just not coming back on. Exactly, like, get a grip. For her. She was one of the highlights of my Manchester Pride. There. I love Pixie Lot, and all about we... tonight, can come on and the opening night did, 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 did. I just get full body chills and I just that. I'm gonna make a note of that to put on my happy playlist. Um oh send me the link to your happy I playlist. Will. It's really been cheering me up recently. Um yeah so that she and she's lovely. We met her backstage and she's she's got a lot of time for a lot of people. Um the worst one other than that was I 
can't believe this. It was after our first X Factor audition had aired. So it was September 2017. Um, but live, we, we were on the very first episode, but lives weren't on until obviously like a couple of months later. And so there was this like prediction, you know, of like there being a buzz and we'd had a really good reception from the first audition and stuff. And we were booked for quite a few Freshers Week uni events. And wow. we went to Ormskirk, which actually is where um, Matt Blakemore and Emma Riley, who I watch my films with on a Sunday morning, are from. And also my mate from uni called Lizzie. But like basically it's very close to Liverpool, but like town, it's not a city. Um, but they do, I think it's Edge Hill Uni. So they do have a uni there. And um, it was a Sunday night at the end of Freshers' Week. So they were like, yeah, you know, it is a Sunday, but it's Freshers' Week. So everyone will still be going mental. So we got to this. It was a club, basically. We were doing like a half-hour performance in this club. Not a single person turned up. No, Not you're not. a single no. person. As in they had like eight people on the bar, the owner. Anyway, it ended up actually being quite iconic because um we always can obviously take guests and stuff and like we have a nice hotel and a rider and stuff so it's always quite nice to take friends um so I ended up I took my best mate Fran from home and my brother and um Joel didn't that time but he knows them both so we were really good for and um it just was we ended up basically doing an acoustic set our rider was like you know the booze that we wanted um delivery pizza and stuff and we just got on really well. I think the owner had made a fortune over the week because of everything, you know, everyone going out. But I think it was known amongst the uni that Sunday was the night that even for Freshers Week, they weren't going out. Like that was just the reset before, was the cultural reset before the it's Monday. Quite, quite a religious university. <laughs> um, yeah, in just adjacent to Liverpool, I don't think. It sounds like you essentially got paid just to hang out with your mates and Honestly, drink booze. What, no. was your, what was your the booze on your ride at WKD's All Round Girls? It was... Um, we usually have um, a bottle of, it says a bottle of premium gin, slimline tonic, and then I originally wrote limes, but it autocorrected once the lines, and I had to have a really serious conversation with um, my agent's assistant, because she was like, Jack, we cannot request for you. <laughs> <laughs> limes. I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I was meant to say limes. It was a bar, wasn't it, that we were performing at, so they were like, we haven't prepared bottle of gin but obviously it's literally a bar so watch one so I can't even remember what we had but we had access to whatever booze we wanted and they were lovely and we were almost like taking private requests well obviously we were from the bar staff because there was no one else in there so we actually it was a scream and that like obviously it wasn't really a reflection on us because I don't think they'd advertise as well it just was a bit of a shoddy planning from the owner of the bar but like I say he'd made so much money over the week that I don't think he was really that upset so it wasn't awkward it was just a lovely vibe so it was probably wasn't the worst gig actually now that I'm saying it are you staying creative in quarantine are you writing music and songs and gorgeous bits and no bobs? not no okay then that's okay that is I am okay. <laughs> that's valid um I tell you what I think if I if I say this here it's going to make me way more likely to do it I have had so many clothes that I've been sorting out and um I've got you know the massive blue IKEA bags that you could. Like, I know them well. I know them well. Around, yes, yeah, so I've got about four or five of those full of old clothes, like all the way from me being at school up to now, stuff that I just don't wear. And I would normally donate them to charity shops, but obviously charity shops aren't open. Um, and I've been lucky enough to volunteer for a while now at um, the food chain, which is a charity for vulnerable people living with HIV in London. And as a lot of charities are, or probably almost all charities at the moment, are really going through some serious funding problems, obviously, with the pandemic. So I've been meaning to 
start a depop because I want to sell all these clothes and have all the money go to the food chain. But it's one of those things that is such a mammoth task. Honestly, Joe, when I tell you there are hundreds of items. Isn't the rule with depop is that you have to model them? Yes, you do, which is fine, but it's more just right. like I will have to take so many photos. Like it's a full weekend day job and I was gonna do it how tragic is this I was gonna do it last weekend and I um also have a whole massive wall in my bedroom covered in just you know like a memory wall like from when you're younger and I've just got loads of stuff blue tacked up on there loads of you know train tickets and tragic stuff whatever anyway it was all blue tacked on and so I've slowly but surely been taking stuff down to make it look more like a 25 year old room not a 15 year old room and you know the best way to get blue tack off a wall is to roll more blue tack on top of it you know like to use the blue tack to get the old blue tack off yeah anyway I did that so much last weekend that I gave myself a blister on my thumb and it popped and it was really really painful so I the thought of taking loads of photos when I couldn't actually use that thumb because it's my right thumb then you might get all over the clothes exactly (laughs) so I just thought you know what I'll wait so I would like very much like to do that this weekend um listen just get that ring light up and just yeah. make a day of it and you yeah. know maybe have some drink, charity, get, get your happy list blaring playlist yeah. blaring and just whack it all up and that's incredible you're not even going to take a little bit for yourself you're doing it all for charity yeah because I think I would have donated I'm fortunate enough that I need the money less than the charity does like I don't that sounds so like oh martyry but as in like I don't physically need the money for it so I just thought oh, I could do 50 50 but like I think I'm just going to sell everything at a fiver or a tenner or something and just hope that people will be generous because it's all for charity. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can raise some good money. A question for the culture. Drag Race, I just watched it this morning um, because I just had no desire to watch it. Oh, I love this season. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's like either they're the best season in years or just the best season full stop that they've ever seen. It's so good. Uh, who do you want to win? Who Jada Essence you... Hall. Jada Essence Hall. Jada Essence Hall. Got it. And um, I agree. I'm not. I wouldn't be. I'd be. A, I think I'd be a bit annoyed if Gigi won, um, because there's been such blatant favoritism, and I think at times she just hasn't been that good. There were. I mean, at the start, I was a Gigi stand. Don't get me wrong. I think she's incredibly talented, um, and I think in any other year, I would be probably happy for her to win. She certainly would have walked a few other seasons, but. I just think Jada is the epitome of what drag should be. And I watched a really gorgeous video that someone had screen recorded from her live this morning, I think, actually, I can send it to you. Um, and it was, she was crying and it was just her saying like, me winning this would mean so much for people, you know, and I, I've had a lot of flack for being someone who just wears pretty dresses. And she was like, but for someone who never grew up with that and always just wanted that, and she makes all her own stuff, it's absolutely beautifully tailored. And I don't know why that's not mentioned because all the stuff with Gigi is like her mum and her design it, but like clearly her mum designs it and makes it and Gigi just wears it because she's fit. Um, whereas Jada does everything herself. That is really frustrating because it's kind of like similar to Mariah Carey not being recognised as a songwriter. As a songwriter, 100%, yeah. And it's just, but I guess at least the Mariah stuff like, yeah that's the media narrative which hopefully you can overcome but with drag race you only really consume what you're fed from the producers so it's it's a more direct thing of like a deliberate omission from them versus kind of ignorance is bliss of people not knowing about mariah if you know what i mean like the producers could very clearly make it known that jada makes her own stuff and they don't but anyway i think jada is the epitome of drag excellence she is so entertaining she has a heart of gold 
her makeup and her looks are fantastic. I just think everything about her is brilliant. She's so polished, so well put together, so snatched. Absolutely. She's just everything. Do you know anything about how they're going to do this finale? Zoom. They've zoomed. They've zoomed it. Yeah, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> I just thought it was so... I know it's like an old joke now about Sherry Pie being cut out. Partner three. Just the whole sort of like, you're safe, and it's not like, and you're through to the final four. <laughs> yeah, I know. Please go to the back of the stage. I, oh, she's such a rotter. I kind of wanted it to be edited in so that um, Thingy just got to the through to the... Um, oh, fucking... Jane McDonald. Jan. Yeah, um, Jan. Jan McDonald. Jan McDonald, um, through to the final because then it would it was going to be four anyway. It would, but she clearly, I adore Jan. Literally, I love Jan. But I guess with track record and stuff like, she isn't really a prospective candidate for the win, whereas the other three are more so. So I guess it's a bit of a cop out. Also, because we all know that Sherry was meant to be in the top four, like always, because of what they said at the start. So it would have just been a bit like, oh, it's nice for Jan to have that moment, but. We, it would have been an absolute travesty, really, let's be honest, if Jan won. So I guess it makes sense. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? I get it. No, I hear it. I understand. And I'm sure she'll get her time to shine in uh, All Stars 6 or whatever. And she already has shone. Like she, Jan's brilliant and she's loved. And I think what she's done for... Um, Not Jan. Why are you calling her Jan? Why did I say Jan? I meant Jackie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's why I said Jan McDonald. What's wrong with me? Well, Jan's great too, but obviously everything I just said then I meant about Jackie. Um, but yeah, she's done so much, you know, for her culture and stuff. And I think she's great. So hopefully she'll come in the future, but I think she's got a cracking future ahead of her. I think she's lovely. Have you done drag, Jack Remington? Um, when I was at uni, yeah, not properly. I do often toy with the idea because I'd be a cracking drag queen, but I sweat too much. So... Um, and I know, like, oh. seriously, 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 like, it would just pour off my face, all the makeup. So I'd have to be, like, Club Kitty vibes of, like, oh, ha, ha, you know, I'm wearing this. But, I don't. but then I kind of feel like that defeats the point. I would want to really look different. I'm surprised, Jack, but... because with all the Botox, I would have thought it would just paralyse all your sweat glands. Uh, with, it, it's break, break, break it up, up. I'm... <laughs> and we lost him. <laughs> would you do it just to get on Drag Race? <laughs> well, I've literally thought about this, you know. Yeah. Because I was just like, it would be so fun. But also I feel like you cannot, it's not the right reason. And it sounds like, you know, like, oh, you have to have the right motivation. But like, you literally have to be grafting at it for four years. I, and doing jobs, I don't want to do. I have to have this. Yeah. And the thing is that I don't have to have this. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I should, I could take up speeching or preaching or something. Because that part of me is brief. I thought... I thought, I don't think drag is for me. Only in the sense that I love it so much and I have loads of mates who do drag and I appreciate the art form fantastically. But it just, late nights in a bar, like I really try. Obviously I go out all the time, but I, I, I think I would, it would be a messy slope for my mental and physical health if I were a drag queen permanently. Because yeah. I'd be out all the time and I struggle to resist temptation as is. So I don't think it would be conducive to a happy life for me, to be honest. Oh, are you what are you sober now? No, I'm not sober, but um I'm very strictly in lockdown. I've only been drinking at weekends and stuff and I just Same. I don't know, I, I also like my um I really, really need sleep routine. And um obviously such is the nature of being an evening performer. Like it's one thing for me and Joel sometimes we'll have 
late night gigs and if we're on at uni balls it sometimes isn't until like one or two in the morning but that's not every weekend whereas obviously hopefully if you're a successful drag queen you're gigging all the time I know I'm not about that life either I used no. to I, my, my ex is a DJ and I was just because I was in it and I was like trying to make it work I was like yeah like yeah. Pretend you can convince walk. yourself for a while but it just yeah I like know. coming home at a daylight after just sitting in right, the booth and that's it and I, and I I'm absolutely useless at saying no like I'm such a yes man so my Bessie mate Ash works in a club and often if I go and see her we'll you know be like oh we'll just be in there till the end of your shift at like two and lord knows we're there until close at four and it's just one of those where and then we'll find an after party and whatever else so I just think I know myself you know I've lived with myself as someone who drinks alcohol for however many years now and I just know that it wouldn't work for me so I would love the idea of doing drag sometimes but um I think to be to be an actual drag queen is so much harder than people give it credit for. Oh my God, so much and hard work. And I don't work. think I have the knack for it. No. Um, shout out to Ash. Uh, you, is your YouTube channel still going, hun? Well, it is, yeah. Obviously, at the moment, it's very much lockdown, lockdown. But as soon as we're allowed to see friends, as in, like, actually allowed to have them in our houses. Yeah. She's so funny and so gorgeous, like oh, drop dead gorgeous. An icon, yeah, I know. Let's talk about relationships. Are you single? Yes. Um, but also I'm just not bothered. Yeah, I'm like, not bothered. Not but bothered. I never have been. I'm not one of these people that needs someone very lucky. There's no void. No, no, not at all. I think it's because I'm so phenomenally lucky with my mates, to be honest. Like, I have such a brilliant group of friends and a large group of friends from all different places, like in real life, people from uni, people on Twitter, like, you know what I mean by real life, just in that I've got a lot of online mates who some of whom I haven't even met, but I think they're cracking friends. Um, like you and I have only met a few times. Yeah, our first physical interaction was uh, um, Manchester Pride. Yeah, yeah, which was gorgeous, but then it's crazy because it feels like you know each other. What was amazing is that we did, as in like, I, we had so much to talk about because mm. we knew each other's humour and each other's personalities beforehand. So I think... And I just think that's the new normal. Like most of my guests that I've had on here are people that I've met from Instagram and Twitter. Isn't it amazing though? Like, it's, it's incredible. I, amazing. A lot of people have so much shit to say about social media, but I think it's extremely important okay. and it brings people together. It makes relationships, you know, it breaks relationships. Um, but it, 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 so much happiness can come from social media. And I just think this whole, all this bashing about social media, um, obviously a lot of it's from a different angle about like, oh, that's not real life. This is Photoshop, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, which I agree with. And I think there's, you know, there ought to be some form of accountability for particularly young, impressionable girls, etc. However, beyond any of the, just the friend stuff, which is massive, because I have so many mates, particularly live in Manchester, who are absolutely so dear to my heart and I know them all from Twitter but also I lost all of my tutoring work at the start of the pandemic tweeted mm. just saying you know five years experience as a tutor blah 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 um if anyone could retweet or like know of any work that I, that needs doing please let me know and a friend of mine called Callum who I only know from Twitter retweeted it and someone that he used to work with saw it messaged me and said oh my mum owns a tutoring agency up in Manchester um she's always looking for good tutors do you want to give her a message long story short I picked up six or seven clients in the last two months through Amazing. that and it's all online tutoring and that's the power of Twitter so I I'm the biggest advocate you owe Callum a blow don't job. I I owe Callum a drink there we go most of my friends are from Twitter and yeah that's why you know I'm trying to move to Manchester because that's where they all exactly, happen to exactly 
yeah, I've got like two or three like good friends here in Bristol, but it's yeah. not enough. Fun. It's not enough. No, for me. no, it just doesn't. It doesn't feed what I love. We've got spaces for four more. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. That's the cut off. This is a loaded question. Oh hell! Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Well. If Facebook's anything to go by, then six feet under. Oh, shares. Um, <laughs> I'd like to be in entertainment. Mm. Ideally, I think I'd like to be a presenter or some form of TV person. Perfect, Jack. Perfect. So I don't necessarily see myself there, but that's where I'd like to be. Let's put it out. Like, listen, it's out there now. Let's secret it. We'll put it out in the universe. It's out there. What's the best piece of advice someone has given you? Oh, um, make sure you wash your legs. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Liam Lambrini, you dirty bit. <laughs> you filthy cow. Um, I don't know, you know. I um, I recently, I, I mean, I guess it's not really advice, but I found out that I talk over people too much recently. So I'm very much trying not to do that. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare no. editing this, by the way. <laughs> I realised literally halfway through, I was like, oh, shit, I think I've spoken over too much. I mean, I'm still <laughs> obviously still working on it, but that is something that I um, don't do, obviously don't do deliberately, but realise can be quite, can come across quite rude. So no, but it, it's you and, and it's like the people who know you know that you've got a heart of gold and you are a sweetheart and you've got nothing but pure intentions. And we love you. And I consider you as a friend. Obviously, <laughs> about. I consider you to be a friend, so dot dot dot. More of an acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but who are you? Recommendations um, for art. What I mean is music, films, and TV shows that you're that are really helping you through this quarantine. Sick. Okay. Um, I genuinely self plug would recommend my happy playlist i've curated it over the last couple of weeks and it's just songs that make me very happy um in terms of i am a massive samantha mumba fan so all of her discography but particularly the big just always make me really cheer me up there's also um a friend of mine called vincent who was on the um is it called four in america that program that had megan trainer as a judge oh is it the four I was going to call it the circle, but obviously it's not. But it looks like circular graphics. That's a different program. Anyway, he was on that, and um, he is a fantastic singer and songwriter. Um, v i n c i n t. So, like you would think, spell Vincent, but with an i instead of an e. And um, a few of his songs are on that playlist, and he is wonderful. Actually, literally just this week, he landed the Queer Eye theme tune for season five. I think it is. It's just been announced. He's written the song for that and performing it. He's brilliant. Um, hang on oh is it just is it just vincent his handle uh, what a handle i love that isn't it vincent yeah it's amazing um so absolutely adore him right follow uh, met him at the gay times awards last year and um we've got a few mutuals and he is just brilliant and so talented and so lovely and humble um and he's a gay man so we love spending talent films i'm really enjoying Disney, watching right? Yeah, but also watching along with people. It doesn't have to be Disney. It is what I do on a Sunday, but watching stuff really has made along with somebody. So just getting it up on Netflix or whatever at the same time and then through WhatsApp or whatever, just saying three, two, one, play. um, And then just texting throughout makes you feel like you're watching a film with someone and you're talking about it at the same time as if you're with them. It's it's the closest thing I've found to that, which is nice. And then telly-wise, I 
I've been binging, well, actually not binging. I'm very good at watching one a night so the things last. So I'm on episode five of Hollywood tonight, which I've very much enjoyed. That's cute. You're pretending like it's in TV times where we had like an... Oh my God, I don't enjoy binging at all. I feel like I've disappointed myself if I watch two episodes in a row. Um, as in, I can sometimes I'll watch two bits of telly, but it'll be like I'll watch an episode of Hollywood and then I'll watch an episode of Shit's Creek. I can't just watch two episodes of Hollywood back to back. Yeah, I used to feel like that because I always had my dad's voice in the back of my head, like, oh, you'll get square eyes watching TV too much. And oh, get out in the sunshine. It's a lovely day. Go away. We hate you. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to unlearn that voice. And I'm perfectly happy with just boshing out four episodes of Real Housewives in a row. I think, honestly, it's that I don't have the attention span. I don't, I'm trying to pretend like I pass it off as if it's this like. I'm so cultured, I'd rather just go and read a book. But honestly, I don't have it in me. Even an hour's episode, I'm exhausted by the end of it and I'm lucky if I keep my eyes open. One episode takes me about two hours to watch because I'm constantly pausing because I'll make a cup of tea. And you're making memes about it and stuff. So yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I very much enjoyed Hollywood. Um, Shit's Creek is my favourite programme ever. So I'm watching an episode a night of that or like alternating with Hollywood at the moment and making the final season last. I love The Good Fight, but it's, out in America and not out here yet. Do I need to watch The Good Wife first to get it? You should because it's fantastic, but you don't need to to get it, no. And actually, I think The Good Fight's better. But The Good the Good Wife is a stellar series. Um, but no, it barely has any continuity. It has a couple of the same characters, but they don't really reference stuff. So you're fine. Like, Alicia Florrick is the main character in The Good Wife, and I don't think she's mentioned once in The Good Fight. Jack, it is such a pleasure having a good old chin wag with you. I know, my little thing. So where could people find you? Um, just underneath the rose bush in Gainsborough Crematorium. Fuck's sake. I have at Jack Remington on all my socials. So double M in Remington. Um, like the shaver, but with another M. And Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They're the ones that we care about, really, aren't they? Christian Mingle. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode of Bare Minimum. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And there we go, guys. It's time for me to get in bed. This has been fun. 